Hey, Rise fans, welcome to season one, episode eight of Rise Petition. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Simon's dad's hidden motives. Are Vanessa and Coach officially over? Plus, is it time for Lou to say toodaloo to theater? Plus, we have a very special guest via Skype, Sean Grandillo. Can you guess what character he plays? Well, we'll find out very soon. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. So inspirational and happy. Very different from the vibe we got from this episode. There, once again, with so much drama, so much going on. Uh, but today, we have a lot going on. We have a special guest. Uh, we actually have Jeremy via Skype later on in just a second. Uh, before he calls in, though, I would love to introduce you to Becca, who you see every week Hello. to my left. Uh, and we have Shay over here. <laughs> hey, guys. And then Taylor. Hello, hello. And then Justin, all the hello. way up there. Pugs Not Drugs. And Full house. Pugs Not Drugs. <laughs> Pugs Not Drugs. And I'm today. your host, Mina Wahab. And we're actually going to get right into it this episode. Uh, what are your overall thoughts of what happened with Petition? I'm stressed. Okay, there were yeah, a, lot a lot of fights going on, <laughs> a lot of tension. And I'm glad that we started with the Journey song so we could make it a little more upbeat <laughs> in the mood. I totally agree. What I, you I am totally down. I like the drama. I don't know why. I I just love it all. The zest of life. But I feel like Gwen's just like letting this like drag on and I'm kinda like over it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. I really feel I feel it. It's emotional. <laughs> There's so much going on and I mean, yeah, that upbeat song helps. It's like parent-child relationships are just getting so it's, messy and upsetting and... Like, resolve like, something! I know it. I was, I was personally focusing more on the positive aspects of the episode, like Robbie and Gordy and mm-hmm. Robbie being Q1 and just coming to his potential. But I could see where the drama is pretty exciting for a lot of people. Yeah. So over, overall, I thought it was a really, really good episode. <laughs> definitely. I mean, uh, tensions are high, as always, and mm-hmm. now things are kind of falling apart, kind of falling together, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Spring Awakening Both. in full swing, and the, the new video, the, the scandalous video oh, that we, we foresaw coming at the end of last week's episode because of the, the teaser trailer they had. Um, promo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, promo. no. No, Gosh. it's good. What did you think of that promo, though? Is that how you would want something to be advertised? Is it as long as the tickets sell, it's fine? I mean, not for high school, but maybe yeah. for, like, an, a, regular, <laughs> a regular production. I wonder if that's going to come back at all, because I feel like they dropped that storyline sort of fast, and they introduced Lexi, the crying girl, yeah. and then just okay. kind of let her go. So I'm wondering if that'll, like, come back and play a bigger part later, or it was kind of just, like... A sort of random one-off, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I loved it. I'm just like, if this is my high school, I'm like, oh, that's this. Okay, I'm I'm down now. I need impressed. to see more. Right, I was impressed by it. I'm like, for hurting me on high school age and to come up with this amount in like two minutes was amazing. Yeah, she's got some digital design yeah. like yeah. skills there. It was a pretty nice <laughs> I thought, promo. I thought the trailer was actually really, really well done. And for those who probably think, oh, it's too risky, but Think about the plays like subject matter of what the play's actually about, right? You have like S&M, you have masturbation, you have all this stuff, and I felt like it was kind of a good segue. But then again, I think a lot of the high school kids are probably going to be okay with it because they're kind of 
already into that kind of stuff. I think it's more or less the parents, right? It's a small town feel, and the parents are like, oh, we don't want our town to be associated with this. But I thought overall, wasn't that bad? Yeah, yeah, no, we loved it. And I would love to know what Shan Grandzillo thinks. We actually yes. have him on the line right now. Sean is the actor who plays Jeremy. We love you so much. We actually what were up, just listening to your cover hey. of Ed Sheeran on YouTube. And I have to oh, say, you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. Did you ever Don't think? dive too deep on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, yeah. Too late. We won't that just makes me want to dive deep. Yeah, too late. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Did you get a chance to see the episode, or have you just uh, have you been reading the the scripts and keeping along with that? Um, I did. I I got to see it just now live with all of you guys. I didn't get to see it, um, or I guess I watched the East Coast broadcast. So yours is still going on. Oh, awesome! Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, what uh, what was it like working on this entire production? Uh, it was very. I mean, it was obviously a lot of fun. Like all sort of jobs as an actor are incredibly fun because it's so hard to hard to get to do it that I'm thrilled anytime I do get to but especially with like the perspective of having done Spring Awakening for real on Broadway a couple years before that was an interesting sort of chance to revisit that material in like a wholly different context so that brought an additional level of wow this is very cool who did you play on Broadway um, I played Otto, and my production, my production, the production I was in, <laughs> in part of my production, was uh, in partnership with Deaf West Theater Company, um, oh. which is a Los Angeles-based company yeah. that uses deaf actors, and they've sort of really created this way of doing musicals that are simultaneously spoken and sung in English and also signed in American Sign Language by deaf or hard of hearing actors. Um, and it was an amazing production. And that was my first sort of professional acting job. So Spring Awakening is very close to my heart. So when I saw this, when I first got the audition for this show, the pilot um, sort of hinted at that Spring Awakening would be involved. So I was excited. What themes in Spring Awakening resonate the most with you? Like, what do you think is so valuable about the play? Because we see a lot of these themes being explored on the mm-hmm. show, but we haven't really yeah. seen the actual Spring Awakening play from start to finish. So what right. do you get out of it? Well, that is an interesting point, and it is, it's been cool to see some of those themes examined in, in the different way that uh, the show is the show is doing each week uh, with the numbers that sort of coincide with the emotional journey of whichever character we're focusing on. Um, Some of the themes that touched me the most working on it both originally and um, through Rise are obviously the coming of age and what that means depending on sort of where you are, what your society is like, what your family unit is like. Um, That's obviously, I mean, we're all into that stuff because I believe... Even as we get older, we still feel like we're figuring things out. So (laughs) that, of course. And then also just like the idea of physical and emotional intimacy and shame that is carried with that and why we learn that there should be shame and sort of the difference between, I don't know, what we yearn for biologically and the things that we're taught, nature versus nurture, essentially. Mm-hmm. Without getting too sort of philosophy about it. That's yeah. So cool. 
That's so cool that you that you got to explore that on on both ends, both doing it on the play, but yeah. then also and also a very unique setting for the play that that you were a part of. Not not a typical experience at all. So what was it like transitioning from that from that format of live theater to something that was televised? Yeah, I mean, it, the experience of doing any of the Spring Awakening stuff that we did. Um, as far as when we were filming, it was obviously completely different. I mean, the the process of mounting a musical and um, filming a television show couldn't be more different. So those are the obvious things. Um, but I think getting to see it again um, and through through the lens, no pun intended, of uh, Rise was... I don't know, it was a little bit challenging because things were done out of order and then the show, Spring Awakening, the show within the show, certainly comes second, I think, to making sure that the television show operates and turns forward the way that it needs to. Um, I was certainly glad that I knew the music because that allowed (laughs) me to have a lot less work to do as far as the prep. Uh, One cool thing is, for the most part, um, when you're doing television, you don't have a whole lot of time to rehearse. Obviously, we had much more rehearsal than I have had for any other television work because we had to learn um, some stage numbers, which you will see more and more of, I believe, as we get into the last couple of episodes, and learning the music to go into the studio and record it, which I love that we got to do, too, because it's cool to listen to that stuff each week. Very cool. Um, I do want to talk to you about your character a bit, about Jeremy, because yes. I don't feel like we yeah. know enough about him other than the fact that uh, he, we know that he's gay, uh, he is very adorable and like he seems very innocent and sweet, but we really don't know his story and we haven't really gotten to dive into that. Are we going to see more of Jeremy and, and you know, learn more about his, his personality and what makes him tick? Um, I think we're going to see a little bit more. I, I happen to agree with you guys that we haven't seen enough. <laughs> yeah. I definitely want to drive that point home. Um, uh, one thing, he is... I don't know if I would say he's gay that way right now. It's never explicitly stated, and I okay. just in talking with Jason Kadem's our creator, he is certainly comfortable with expressing attraction There's to another is. male on a level yeah. that Simon is not at all. Mm-hmm. And um, we get the sense that he is more experienced, I think, romantically or otherwise than certainly than Simon is. But I'm not sure I would call him gay, only because we mm-hmm. don't hear that explicitly and with Jeremy and Michael have a bit of a friendship in in background moments so there's a lot of there's a lot of questions about what exactly he will identify as and that's not sort of chastising you I just think there's mystery there no Um, thank you so much for pointing that out more of him but hopefully um hopefully he will prove to be valuable to the rest of the show and hopefully the show will go on and we will see more and more Hopefully. That's me trying not to spoil. <laughs> oh, the show has to go on. It has yeah. to. Well, I have to say, on. your kiss between you and Simon is my favorite of all time, and I really hope <laughs> it gets so nominated cute. for Best Kiss, because it was, like, so amazing. I really loved getting to do, the, to do that scene. It was one of my, um, one of my first bigger days, um, as the season went on, even, and just... Ted and I have such a great friendship outside of the show and on set, but we hadn't gotten to do too much acting face to face until that moment and it was it was a relief honestly with all of the tense sort of 
glances that they made sure we got and things like that. It was finally we got to say it and sort of get there, I think, just for the characters as well. So us as actors, we really loved it, and I'm glad that it came across so well. I like that scene, too. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best. Huh? Well, yeah. you're like you like this is not your only show you have out right now as well. You also have you think consequences on yep. YouTube Red, and yes. I felt so bad for your character. I have to say that last episode, I'm just like, dang it! And I know why she was doing, it, but I'm also like, dude, I want you to fight for her at the same huh? time. I don't know how I feel right now. I appreciate you watching that. I'm hoping I get to do some more of that too. It was really cool. Um, that filming was bumped up right against when Rise was starting. And both productions were very sort of accommodating to me. That uh, Youth in Consequences shot in Utah outside of Salt Lake oh. City. So I had to do a little bit of jaunting back and forth from New York to there. But obviously that's sort of, again, the dream. So yeah. it was really a great year. And I'm thrilled to watch Rise come out every week. And thank you for watching Youth in Consequences, by the way. No, my pleasure. Was, like, the writing is just amazing. Like, I, I want more information after I saw the last episode. Like, you can't just end me like this. I need a season two. I need I need to figure out if she's going to come back for her life, basically, right now. Uh, I need a season two of multiple things, so hopefully we will hear Of Rise. <laughs> season two of Rise. Hashtag <laughs> renew Rise. That is also yeah. true. Let's renew both his shows. That way he gets the jaunt back and forth to New York and Utah again. Yeah. On the whole yeah. yeah. Uh, happily. What do, you, uh, what do you hope audiences will take away from watching Jeremy's character play out on screen? Um, I mean, I hope that they will take away how valuable it can be to, to be a friend to someone who may be struggling with their identity um, if you feel a little bit more secure in yours. Um, there's a really beautiful thing that has started to happen, and we will see it happen more and more, where... Jeremy, although he's frustrated with Simon, I think he is starting to understand that maybe maybe Simon's not jerking me around because he wants to, but because he's going through his own sort of struggle. Um, that, and I also just hope that like it continues to show you know gay relationships on screen on network television. That's so it's so amazing that in my lifetime it has gone from non-existent to now I'm a part of it. And I feel, I feel the importance of that. And I just, I don't know. It's nice to be a part of that. And I hope we see more and more, more and more representation of all kinds. Yeah. I love that answer. Right. 100%, definitely. And, you know, we see that with, uh, with Simon's dad as well. And with, and with mm-hmm. the wife yeah. and how it, she's kind of basically They're, like asking him, those, you know, I, What's that? I, I think those actors are wonderful um, to play Simon's parents. Yeah, that, no, I don't. I totally agree. There's like a lot going on there. Like you first start yeah. watching Rise, and you feel like it's kind of like this very like black and white family where things are a certain way. And then you keep right. watching, and you, you realize that things are a little bit more nuanced than that. And and mm. you know, it's not everything is black and white and the mom is empathetic to her son's struggles and she sees that and she senses that there's something going uh, going on with her husband as well from his yeah. lack of affection and she's basically questioning his sexuality. Uh, yeah. What do you all think is going on there? <laughs> I, I have no clue. I, I have, <laughs> I've really enjoyed that storyline as well, though, because there, it is so... 
it's amazing to see how how the struggle even between them in supporting him or not supporting him but of course the father believes mm-hmm. he's supporting him it's interesting to see how different our ideas of what is right can be so i've really enjoyed watching it their storyline has been so interesting and too because i feel like at the like at the beginning of the show like at the pilot they almost seemed like this perfect family almost yeah. like having dinner yeah. and everything's very structured and like clean cut and it, it's kind of started to unravel and we're seeing the cracks in the parents relationships and the, flaws. the conflict yeah, all the flaws and I've, I've really liked that kind of progression like nothing is ever yeah. as simple it's as just it interesting because we actually talked about this in the previous episodes where we kind of had a prediction about this I think a user yeah. said that Simon's dad is possibly gay which we obviously we haven't seen but based off the conversation tonight you just basically like there's just kind of like an inner struggle slash like torment that I see with his dad whether it's denial or just doesn't want his son to do this but I, I really really like the fact that the mom stuck up for Simon you know as she should and the fact yeah. that like you don't speak for me you know and all this stuff and how like the dad just kind of just brushed the con- like conversation's over conversation's closed yeah. let's not talk about it anymore definitely denial you know and I'm like definitely strong strong denial right there yeah. so we just have to see what happens you know at the uh, later episodes of the season what I loved is how she said what you're hiding behind religion and morality and your supposed beliefs I, I respect her so much for calling that because so many people with strong religion beliefs try to use that as a shield from what either they're dealing with or to push against something they don't like and I so respect her for calling it out and bringing the importance of it up. Like, you're hiding, and that's not okay. It's not okay for you to say you're doing this for your son when you're not. Mm-hmm. You're doing it for you. Right. Yeah. That was to very protect himself. Very powerful. And yeah. I wasn't expecting things to, to escalate that quickly in this episode. I thought it would take way longer than that for right? things to come to the forefront. So, yeah. Definitely it's surprising. Cool. I think maybe he doesn't realize that he's not helping his son quite yet. Even though, like, Simon has basically said that. Right. He's he's, in denial about that as well. Right, like, he's in the wrong, but he doesn't see it that way. Like, he genuinely believes what he's doing is right. And that's what I think makes a character more complicated and, like, more interesting. He's not just some, like, villain with, like, you know, a mustache or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, he's truly, like... Things. It's just kind of interesting the fact that he even, you know, strong-armed Lou. You know, he went to the school mm-hmm. and was, I'm going to do everything in my yeah. power to, like, try to stop you. And then Lou's just like, okay. Yeah, It's like, okay, you know, great. You know, everything in your power. It's like, oh, the video's down. It's like, I'm not here about the video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right. he's, like, overcompensating, you know. He definitely needs to find other, uh, more, more useful tactics of negotiation. And I think he could really learn that from Maria Menounos. Because she has a lot of great tips on how to be successful exactly. and like more effective in communication. Exactly. So if you guys want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life, for those of you who do, have we got the podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menudo's Podcast Edition is hosted by our very own AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria 
know that it was the rise after panel that sent you there. Conversations with Maria Menudo's podcast edition. Check it out. Yes. Check it out. It's honestly amazing. I always learn something random. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I learned about something called forest bathing, which I never even knew was a thing. And I'm not even going to explain what it is. You have to go to the podcast. Go to the podcast. (laughs) It's so intriguing. You just have to look it up now. Um, I want to shout out somebody in the chat because they actually had a great point. Okay. Um, so Aaliyah Jordan said, also sad that these parents think that the play is so terrible when most teenagers have sex and experiences everything that goes on in the play, but that's also in the sense of what everything we experience. Parents, some parents, I won't say all, in a just more like some parents just feel if we don't, you know, tell our, if we don't let our child experience that, maybe they won't get hurt. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe if they don't have sex now, they won't make the same mistakes I made or if I waited longer after I got out of high school. But some parents do really think this way and they believe mm-hmm. that by showing it to them, like, the, it changes the whole child's world. Like, oh, now their eyes are wide open. They can't be innocent anymore. Their virgin eyes. Their yeah, virgin yeah. eyes are, like, <laughs> showing the light. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't really yeah, think a lot of the parents, like, forever yeah. traumatized after that. A lot of the parents forget that they were once kids. So they yeah. kind of like go through the same thing, but when you become a parent, you're kind of like, oh, I got to protect my kid from like everything. But even though you were kind of doing the same stuff they were doing, I think that's you know? why because they know oh, what it was like to be a they teenager. Know. They know what's going through their minds and how their horm- hormones are raging, and that gives them even more reason to be like, we mustn't let this happen to our youngsters. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's what it's that's what it's like, and I feel like we kind of see that with uh, Vanessa and Coach a little bit, kind of like well, I don't want, like, my kids to think I'm a bad influence. And both of them are kind of feeling that, but they both have different ways of of viewing their relationship. We see that Vanessa wants to make it work, and Coach is kind of like, you know, my daughter comes first, and he doesn't really want to give it a shot. Do you guys think that Vanessa and Coach are officially over? No. No. I feel like they're over for as of now, maybe even until, like, the end of the season, but are they over, over? No. Well, I mean, think about it, right? In the end, you see Vanessa driving. She had a huge fight with her daughter. But where was she driving to? <laughs> yeah. You don't know. She, she could have been driving to the motel to, to meet the coach. Right? That's, That's what, what I was thinking. thinking. You know, right? Yeah. You, you got to find that. out, like, you know, the, later in the season. But then again, it's like, it's never really over. It's set, you say it's over, but you're, you can't help how you feel with feelings. You know, they kind of get away. But then again, I got to give my hat off to the coach for saying my daughter comes first. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, they wouldn't do that. It's like, you know, it's about me, not my daughter. Mm-hmm. Even though her peanut's not really her peanut anymore. She doesn't want to be the dad's peanut anymore. Sean, <laughs> wow. Sean, do you think that Vanessa and Coach are officially over? We want to hear from you. I mean, how much do you know? It's, it's, it's pretty hard for me to buy it at this point just because we've, we've heard this before and it, yeah. it didn't work out so well. Also, she's still working at the motel and he's still staying there. So <laughs> yes. just proximity. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, what if she goes to Coach's actual house? I, oh, oh, oh no, for what? To talk to his daughter? Talk to the wife and be like, yeah. hey. Like, they should pump the brakes, I think. Yeah. I think for right now. Yeah. I feel like they both have points in the sense, yeah. okay, I understand where you're coming from as the coach, but I, I'm like, I also understand where she's coming from. Like, we have something, and I understand right. you're going through a divorce, but that doesn't mean we should also kind of ignore our chemistry and what we have at the same time. <sighs> mm-hmm. It just—it's—it's it's wrong. Yeah. Yes. Like I said last week, still wrong because he's still married until those divorce papers are signed. You should wait. But That's again, what I mean. I just yeah. think they need some time at yeah. least. That's what I would do because hopefully then you can bring the families around yeah. a bit and. 
Because I do believe it is more than a sordid affair, it, but yeah. you got to give it a respectable time, I think, and at least let the divorce finalize. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I, don't I know. totally agree with you, Sean. Just because I think it's hard because it's not just them two, right? They have kids, right? Which complicate it even more because now you're not just thinking about yourself and your own feelings. You got to take into consideration both of your daughters go to the same school. Everybody knows the situation, mm-hmm. and it's going to make it even more awkward for the daughters when everybody's talking about this. That's what frustrated me so much yeah. this episode, though, because, like, there are other people involved, and I love Vanessa. Like, I love her yeah. most of the time. She's frustrating <laughs> me so much here. Like, she basically just, like, left her daughter overnight. That was not oh. responsible parenting. No, and I get it. Like, the fight was bad, and Lilith really said things that she shouldn't have said, obviously. No, she should have said those things. I totally support what Lilith said. I'm sorry. It needed to be said. Yeah, Did but, you support I mean, she her said it in a She said true things, but she could have said it in, like, a nicer way. Like, it was bad. Like, she was pretty disrespectful. How can you nice but, say it? I am yeah. sorry. Here's the thing. I'm so sorry, I, I, darling. Well, I am she not could, like, Well, she, I don't know. She, she was, like, just the tone of, like, how she said it was I mean, pretty... She's pissed. Yeah, and I, I agree with her. And I do, like, I think that they both definitely had points, but... I just, you just can't just leave she her. She could have easily kicked Lillette out of her house for how she was talking to her mother, and she didn't, she decided to leave, <laughs> yeah, well, and Lillette stayed, <laughs> which is so, so, like, opposite from the way I grew up. It's yeah. like, if you yeah. don't like this, if you're going to talk to me like immigrant that, parenting, you Immigrant parenting yeah. is different. Yeah. <laughs> so different. So different. But I, I feel before like, an argument, Lillette yeah. pays rent, too, so. That's so true. So, She's the breadwinner right now. She, she pays some rent, too, so in that case, you got, that's an argument we could really have <laughs> That's a point. good point. I feel like they've had the conversation before, which yeah. is like why I like, mm. got so stern and like serious and yelled at her because they've had it like probably a thousand times even before the show started. Yeah, that's about actually it. A good point. I just think it's interesting because after the fight, you see Lillette like kind of pull back. Like, oh, I'm sorry, like, no, no, don't go. Like, where you know, it kind of seems like she didn't really stand by what she meant because now the aftermath of the consequences, she's like, Oh, I'm I really regret what I said. My mom's not here anymore. Where most times, like, you know, when you get in an argument, it's like that's you know, like. That stand by my point. This is how it is. So it's just kind of interesting of how like her mom didn't back down. Her mom was just like, "Okay, I'm out of here." What Lilette yeah. just kind of like, wait, 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 what happened? Like, no, I have to come back. Like, are you not coming back? You know? Yeah. So. You guys mentioned how it becomes more complicated when kids are involved, and I totally agree. And that's why I think Sasha's life has become more complicated <laughs> because she has a little one in the mix now, I, and she is how many was it nine uh, nine, nine weeks, weeks pregnant? Nine yeah, months. not nine months. Not nine, nine months. <laughs> nine, <laughs> nine, nine enough weeks. to get a sonogram. So. Nine weeks pregnant. Uh, she sees the baby's heartbeat. She gets the ultrasound. Uh, I mean, what like what's happening? Like I I felt like a total switch. It was so uh, kind of sad to to have her say like. Like, you see the contrast between Sasha and Michael and how Michael has a family that really cares for him. And despite him being trans, they, they came together, they supported him, they gave him love. And that doesn't always happen when you, you drop something uh, that it's not that universally recognized uh, by people who are more traditional. So he has, like, this beautiful family that supports him. Sasha has... Uh, a more dysfunctional relationship with the people in her life, and she wants to feel that Loved. that sense of love and family. So what's going on here? What's going to happen? I think the good thing is she is building up her support system yeah. now because yes. now she has Michael back, and Tracy's Tracy. like, listen, we're not listening to the rules. Like, I'll be here to support you. So I'm glad that she's getting more people in her corner and, like, building that sense of community for herself, even if it's not, like, blood-related. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, she shouldn't have to go through this long because mm-hmm. I because whatever hard. she decides is gonna be hard on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like there's She's no in high school. There's no <laughs> easy decision at all. I mean, do any of you have advice? Uh, advice or wisdom to impart onto her the way Tracy did. Um, uh, listen to Maria. Just listen to Maria Menounos. <laughs> That's the only advice. I would just say, seriously, you, you're you going to really have to decide what's best for you as well as what's best for the baby. Because yeah. at the end of the day, whatever decision you make, you're going to have to live with it. And you have to decide what's the best way for you to live with your decision. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah, I can yeah. say. Does it come from an emotional place or a logical place when you make that decision? It has to come. I mean, either way, it's going to be logical. emotional. Probably, I can't. It like, probably has to be both. I'm kind of curious, Sean. What would your character Jeremy say? Or this is <laughs> this is such a tough one. I mean, yeah. it has to be her choice at the end of the day, and that that becomes especially complicated because she is a teenager, and yeah. you know whether it's logic or emotion, it is not fully formed logic center or emotional center in your brain. So it's, I, I, I think I would try to, I would say let's make a list of pros, pros and, cons. and cons and as far as your understanding goes and let's do some research into the reality of this just to try to provide as clear a picture as possible. It's, it's like what Michael was doing, you know, when he said you're an artist, you're this actor. He was trying to, I think, sort of illuminate the other side of things because Sasha was clearly feeling baby fever as one does mama hormones. So <laughs> yep. I don't know. I wish her luck. It is. Honestly, yeah. Can't imagine. I love Sasha's character. It's sweet that she has Michael there for her. Like kind of like she friendship. does kind of have like this foundation or like a, a solid rock to rely on. And that's sweet. And you know, I thought that was happening for Gwen and Gordy for a minute there. It felt like they were there for each other during their time of need. But now there's some distance between them, and that's Gwen's decision because she just kind of started removing herself. Emotions are high. Uh, How should have uh, Gordy reacted in that situation? Because he kind of just stood there and let her let her go in a sense and didn't fight for her to stay or like reassure her. But he respected her decision at the same time. It's just kind of weird because I I feel like he was still on his high, right? He got put in the game, third string quarterback, you know, game winner, and then. Imagine like going on this high and immediately having someone tell you that, and you're on this low. You're like, uh, okay, yeah, it, it's cool. Yeah, you know, wh- wh- whatever time you need. And you know, I, I don't think he had time to register what, exactly what was going on because mm-hmm. he was I, still so pumped from with adrenaline, winning the game, they're going to playoffs. You know? Yeah, but he I came down completely. Yeah, that was a that was like that was a no dive. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's- yeah, that's drama right there. That's, <laughs> that's some real, like, up and down fluctuations yeah. of mood. I wanted him to Rollercoaster. say, hey, I'm not going to hang out with the guys. I'm going to hang out with you. Like, because <laughs> if, if he, if she calms him, I feel like maybe he can be the one that calms her in a sense. At the same time, maybe they, it'll just, like, be cohesive. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted that moment for me watching was for him to say, okay, I'm going to forego going with the team. I'm going to go out with you because you look like you need it. Like, she's, like, in tears almost. You can kind of tell. Even if he's coming real down, real low, real quick. Mm-hmm. You can still notice her facial expressions happening yeah, right now. Yeah, and I totally feel like he empathizes with her. But what I think is he doesn't like to overstep his boundaries. And the reason for that is because he's always, like, uh, I don't want to say the ugly duckling. But, you know, like, the, the odd man out yeah. all the time on the mm-hmm. sidelines. He's like that in football 
usually, with, with the exception his, for yeah. tonight. He's like that with his family. He's always kind of the odd man out. So he doesn't want to feel like he is getting in the way. His immediate reaction is, I want to cause as least resistance as possible, and I just want to kind of, like, be hidden and invisible. I don't want to, like, make anyone upset. Like, he just stays... He, he steers clear of that, and I think it's hard for him. Like, we've never really seen him initiate. She's always the one initiating. So oh, he's going to need to learn... How if he wants something, he He's really needs to. to fight for it. He's scared I, of drama. <laughs> I sort of, like, I, I agree with that, but I also, like, I liked his reaction just because I thought that he was very respectful, and he didn't, I, like, get angry yeah. or, like, retaliate or, like, why are you doing, you know, no, he didn't make it about himself. He was just like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I see, like, maybe you need some space, maybe yeah. you need some time. He seemed very concerned. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the words where I think we need to slow down, and the fact that he respected that is, like, nice. great. Like, you definitely should respect that if you're mm-hmm. even, like, having any kind of relationship with someone. Maybe mm-hmm. text if you're concerned later. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we also see uh, her relationship with her dad kind of, like, like, everyone's Plummet. relationships <laughs> with their parents. Is there anyone who has a good relationship I with their parents? No. 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 Nobody does. Does. Robbie and his mom. That is the only amazing profession. Can we talk about Robbie and uh, Gordy's relationship and how it kind of like blossomed? Uh, Yeah, I mean that was it was a very small moment, but it was definitely meaningful and it foreshadowed the game. Like it was replicated in the game. That's kind of how they won. So um, that was surprising, right? I liked that. That was really yeah. cool. And I I will admit, I never saw that part in the script. I don't know if I read this entire <laughs> closely. But it was, it was nice to see. I just think it's always cool in TV shows in general when those moments come when these characters that you hadn't even really considered being on each other's journeys come together and you realize, I don't know, just how meaningful the people even that are at, at the outer ring of your life can end up being, you know, you never know. So I was like those moments. Yeah, because we yeah. kind of talked yeah. about, we're like, oh, I hope they put Gordy in. But the fact yeah. that he didn't, like, take Robbie's place, they just supported each yeah. other and helped each other. Right. That was, was so cool. great. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Bromance. Yeah. Very cool. It was definitely right. sweet. And their personalities are so different. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even yeah. be more different. Um but what's going on with the parents' petition? Does that carry a lot of weight? <laughs> because everyone made the biggest deal about the parents' petition. So yeah. you get a bunch of signatures, like, is it, is it a done deal? Like, I was so surprised at how much weight it seemed to carry. You guys should have started this weeks ago. Like, we're, like, nine yeah. days away. <laughs> it's so awful. We're going to stop this, you know, play right now. I, I feel like the petition is, like, it basically shows the, shows the amount of people who are interested. Right, it just yeah. like okay, we have a hundred signatures. That means a hundred people want to, you know, stop this. But I feel like the fact that now every turn is like it's like we're going to take this to the PTA, we're going to take this to the school board, we're going to take <laughs> this everywhere. It's like we're going to take this to the president. You know, it's like yeah. so. I I don't know. I I think it's oh I think it's like they're having it, but I I think it's more like bark than bite. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting because, you know, she, uh, the Nancy president of PTA said that, you know, we bring our kids to the show. So mm-hmm. here's my thought for you. The post has been up for maybe things. a week or two now, and you didn't think you wanted to look up what Spring Awakening was That's about thing, like, before right? this Google. petition, before Until the, the video. Dropped. 
Because um, yeah, no one cares. Everyone has a job and they're working yeah. and, and their kids are in school. Like, what you do on the weekends? <laughs> you don't Google things on the weekends? So, okay, so my question to you is, is if someone made a different trailer of the show, do you think there would still be a petition? Yes. Like a Disney version? They should have, yeah. like a trailer. <laughs> they should have trailer number right? one and trailer number trailer two. PG-13, trailer PG-13. that's what happens. Yeah. Trailer G. Trailer G. Right? Yeah. So would there still be a petition or there's just going to be a petition... I personally yeah. would rather have the risque one so I know what I'm getting myself into oh, yeah. rather than yes. like the watered down trailer. So you don't bring yeah. your bring your, like, yeah, bring Good your point. Like, oh my God. I thought it was a little mermaid. Yeah, but it's because it's it's working, right? If the whole thing is to get people to go, it's like, dude, it's if you look at the ticket, you're getting you're getting butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. I, I made my, you know, my my theater budget for the next year, so I think mm-hmm. I'm good, okay? I thought out. Yeah. I want to talk uh, very briefly about Macius because even though he wasn't uh, in this that much, his scene is important because he is going to reconnect with his mother, and we all know how we keep losing students from Scranton, like <laughs> one by one, <laughs> week no by week. Um, I don't know. Is it is it time to say goodbye? No. no. <laughs> Gail is going to fight for oh Macius. Oh, my gosh. Like, you, so sad. No, she's going to fight for Macius at that point. I feel like she's really, she's like, do you see him? Mm-hmm. Like, she, she, like, his mother wants him back. But you can also tell she doesn't want his mother to want him back. She loves having Macius in her house. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But when you love something, you let it go. <laughs> or, you yeah. keep, or you hold on <laughs> or tight. You, or you, you hold on and you never, <laughs> you never let it taste the light of day. There's got to be some drama with that coming up with yeah. like yeah. his mother coming back in the picture. Ultimately, it's going to be like Macius's decision, but he's either going to teeter totter like back and forth between his real mom. And so, I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting to see for the rest of the season. I feel like Sean is hiding, hiding yeah. the truth, and he knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Sean, he's I mean, hiding. <laughs> Honestly, it's weird to sort of try to poker face things. And <laughs> I know some things, and I don't know some things, but. That's definitely an aspect of what I'm experiencing right now. Like, <laughs> Well, we're going to see how good your poker face is as we talk about predictions right now. Okay. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting into predictions right now. Um, and my main question is, is it time for Lou to say toodaloo? <laughs> is it? You no. love it. Is Tracy, is Tracy taking over the theater department? Is she going to just come in and be like, She's going to come and claim what's rightfully hers from the very beginning. (laughs) What's going to happen? I think that she's going to toy with the idea, but I don't think she's actually going to betray Lou like that. Or I think that Lou's going to find out and be like super angry that she didn't tell him. Is it really a betrayal, though, when he took it from her? Exactly. That's a good point. Technically, he didn't try to take it from her. The principal mm -hmm. gave it to him because he didn't want Tracy to have it. So that's, that's a whole different situation and conversation. I if lose a good yeah. friend, though, he'll be like, you should, you should have. And he hooked job. her up with Andy Cranepool. Come on, give him some points exactly. for this. Yeah. Was, I, that, was that from a good place, though? Or was that from I, his I, wife's I think it was. Doing? I think it was. I think it was a very luminous. <laughs> comes from a very luminous <laughs> place. I like that. I, I feel like a lot of stuff's going to happen before opening night. And whatever happens with Lou, I think the students will rise Hey. Oh, <laughs> Whatever that may be. I, I really uh, appreciate you right now. Right. I appreciate no, you on, right. on so many levels. On so many louvels. Wow. I believe Tracy, <laughs> like, I agree with her. She's going to toy with it. Maybe she, maybe she even, she'll admit to Lou that, hey, this is kind of brought to me, but maybe we can, like, play both sides of the situation. Like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, kind of take it from you, quote unquote. 
So we can trick the principal until opening night, and then it doesn't matter anymore because the show's going to be open and can't nobody stop it. Right. So I feel like it, hopefully it's going to be that. That's what I'm hoping for because I feel like she's too loyal. And there's only, what, three days left for this I show know. to happen? <laughs> um, Is she, she going to take the baby? Is Tracy going to adopt I hope so. Sasha's I baby? Know. If Sasha ends up having the baby. I think so. I, I think she will, because, uh, especially because we learned something about Tracy this episode, that she did have a baby yeah. when she was Sasha age, and so she, she did end up giving it up for adoption. So maybe th- that also, Sasha decides to keep it, and she'll give it to Tracy, and that can be her own redemption for what if her uh, what if her daughter that she hasn't met yet is actually a student in Scranton? Whoa. That's that what I was thinking. Like, what if it all comes yep. full circle? Exactly. It all comes. She's like, like, Sasha, looks like Sasha her, goes, Mom, right? is that you? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking maybe her her daughter that she had actually just comes and like you know tries to find her. Yeah, maybe. like yeah. maybe she doesn't go to Scranton, but maybe she does come to us. Uh, stand, but she comes to find. I her. love it. There's nothing more that I that I love than um than people getting reunited. And I'm so sad that we're gonna have to leave soon because I want us all to reunite again. I want Sean to come back on again. <laughs> yeah, you've been amazing. I really want to see what uh, happens with Jeremy. Jimin. I'm so <laughs> excited. You know, Jimin, that's your ship name. Yeah. You guys, yeah. um, I just want to let you know that you can uh, subscribe to YouTube, uh, YouTube AfterBuzz Dramas. You can follow AfterBuzz TV on Instagram and Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. And please let us know in the comments section what you thought of this week's episode, what you want us to cover in the future, because we actually take your comments super seriously. And it's kind of like how we make the show better. We yep. love feedback. Just let us know uh, all of your thoughts below. And uh, before we leave... Hey, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes. Uh, we're starting to wrap we're now. We're thrilled to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. Is there me. anything else you'd like to promote as we wrap out? Where can we find you? Um, at Sean Grandillo on Twitter and Instagram, if, if you would like, and you'll <laughs> see my inane stuff on there. So keep and watching. What, watch what, other projects, uh, what other projects do you have coming out that yeah. you want us to look out for? Um, keep an eye out for some more of my music. I do music too. Yes. Just you can search awesome. name on Spotify or Apple Music. Some more of that, um, and hopefully season two of Rise and Youth and Consequences. Yes. Awesome, thank you bro. so much for yeah, joining you, and sticking thank around you. for this show yes. and giving uh, us your opinions. Yes. We really appreciate you. Of course. Thanks for having. Thank you me. so much. Come back Bye. again. Um, and uh, where can we find you, Becca? Y'all can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Becca B Talks TV. Hey guys, you can find me at Real Shay Jones on Twitter and Instagram and Wednesdays at 8 for Deception. You guys can find me on Twitter at Alphabet underscore and and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. And what's up? You can find your boy Jay Yang at your boy Jay Yang on Instagram. And catch me on Mondays for Into the Badlands. Uh, hey guys, you can find me on Instagram at Mina Makes Magic, and make sure to tune into next week's episode and after show, and join us for the live chat. We're here every Tuesday at 9 p.m., and you can just tune in live and, and send us your your comments, concerns, questions, everything on the spot, and get immediate feedback. All right, see you guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz, see you later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.